0: Hey guys. Hey guys. And welcome to episode 21 21
1: of A Strange Thing Podcast. I am your host, Austin. And I'm Mike. And like he's also the host. I am. I am. I'm a host. (laughs) We are kind of starting fresh after our attempt at starting episode 21 down at Swan Falls, which is a, a power plant about 30 miles south of where we're located. So we ended up going there because our, our elk hunting trip up north yeah. um, around Bigfoot country got snowed out. Yeah, well, they, well they had we snow, didn't to worry about the snow and rain and yeah. fires. Nobody wants to hear us be grumpy while yeah. we're on a podcast. Yeah, it was gonna be really cold, it was gonna be raining, it was gonna be snowing, and we had one day to get up there, go hunt, try to record, and then pack up the next morning and go home. Yeah. So we bailed on that. We went to Swan Falls. We set up a camp. We took our motorcycles in the back of the IDV. Mm -hmm. We went around and we went to a place called Bigfoot Butte. Bigfoot Butte. Which actually exists in southern Idaho. It has nothing to do.
0: I don't think there's Bigfoots.
1: If there was a Bigfoot, we would have seen him because there is no No, vegetation out there except for All I saw was a big-eared coyote yeah we saw a coyote that was cool and And the black coyote and we got to ride up some crazy rocky roads and step try not to ride over landmines yeah and uh got into some some heavy like dirt areas that was really silty dirt that you crashed in again yeah and i think about this every time like what would i do
0: if i did crash and i broke my ankle Or you
1: broke your kneecap. Or I broke my elbow bone that's connected to my arm bone. Or you could have lacerated your femoral artery in your inner groin. Yeah, what would we do? You would have died if you had done that. Probably need some x rays, some stitches, some some immediate care. I would say immediate care from a physician. So, like physician's immediate care. I would need some physician's immediate care from down in Twin Falls, Idaho, eh? Yeah, which just happens to be a sponsor. (laughs) Yes, we actually have a real sponsor. So we know somebody who works at Physicians Immediate Care in Southern Idaho in Twin Falls. And if you're looking for some
0: top-notch immediate care, then that's
1: your go-to. Ooh, yeah. (laughs) That's a rhyming one. I know, I'm good at rhyme. Mm -hmm. But... (laughs)
0: I'm, a, I'm, I'm a good at the rhyme. I'm, a, I'm good at uh,
1: doing sponsorship, too. <laughs> but not accents. No, I, I'm not like you. But we uh, know some people down there in Southern Idaho in Twin Falls. And they have an awesome clinic. If you need some kind of testing for, like, say, sporting events, if you're in high school. If you want to get your physical done, mm-hmm. if you want to do blood tests for your employees, if you have a, a cold, if you think you broke your arm, man, go there. If you know you broke your arm. If you know you broke your arm, yeah. no matter the situation, it's a great place to
0: go. Get treated the way you need to be treated mm-hmm. and the way you'd like to be treated in a healthy,
1: clean, safe environment. A great bunch of doctors and a great crew. Yeah. Yep. So go there and uh, tell them that A Strange Thing podcast sent you. Yep. They won't give you a discount or anything, I don't think. But hey, it'll make us look good. Yeah. And I'm all about looking good. (laughs) Looking good. Okay. Well, back to our regular scheduled program. (laughs) So we were down at Swan Falls, sitting around a fire late at night, listening to a guy probably, what, a quarter mile away, Mm -hmm. um, howling and hooting. And okay. it was just so surreal. And we were right by the Snake River. Yep. And you could hear the fish, the carp yeah, the jump carp a lot. They, you can hear them just around. <laughs> there was like the rain coming down. So there was a pitter-patter of mm-hmm. rain. And then there were like toads. There was a toad. There was a toad. But you'll hear about that. Yeah. It was pretty cool. It was but awesome. It, yeah. So when we went down there, we didn't see anything. And we tried to tell the stories. But we ended up with, uh, uh, I would like to call it alcohol-assisted verbal diarrhea. <laughs> nice. Well but yeah. Because, I mean, we tried to tell a story, but it just didn't come out right. Yep. So we are doing... T- <laughs> Diarrhea. It came out kind of running. But, oh, you know, yeah, like the river running that ran on on. through it. Like,
0: like the snake, like the great snake like river. Like the snake river. All right.
1: good yep we're good Pouring some drinks we're pouring some drinks out of the wilderness by a dam. damn it by a damn um we were interrupted in our hunting expedition and so we had to go to an alternate location mm-hmm. we are down probably what 15 yards from the no 10 yards from the snake river mm-hmm. and we have a fire going and it's a nice night although it's been raining kind of all day drizzling drizzling mm-hmm. and we are here kind of doing a little hunting although we'll, we probably won't get anything there's no animals here although i did see a toad you saw a toad and i saw it
0: bounce over my dad's shoulder yep through the firelight and yep. i snuck up on it with a flashlight in its face
1: and he tried to kiss it and, and it didn't turn into it a did princess Did not turn
0: into a princess although no. i didn't <laughs> Not like
1: it. No, it did, it, was cool. it did eat a bug. Right it ate in front of a bug me. right in front of it its little like. And that's something you don't see every day. No sir. So anyway, yeah, we're out here in the middle of nowhere, and like we said, we're gonna do our podcast on our next installment of what? Squatch Watch. Scott squatch. Squatch. Scotch. Bigfoot. Watch. And we are on episode number twenty-one. I'm pouring a little whiskey into my. I just poured you something. Oh, you put some in there already? Ooh, I, don't, I some in there. I don't want to drink more. I said, do you want more? And then you said, no. I won't drink that part then. But <laughs> I won't drink that part. It's dark. It's uh, what? It's like 830? It is 805. But it's it 805, dark, and it is canyon. dark out. And there's no moon or anything yet. And there's, there's a whooper. Yet. Yeah, there's an, somebody down the canyon is, okay. like, whooping. Don't tell him, but
0: I have an elk call, and I've been doing this weird noise. Should I do it?
1: Yeah, do the weird call. We're doing this weird call. It sounds like an animal in distress screaming, but really it's often blowing through this thing. Go! <laughs> <laughs> and it echoes off to... <laughs> And then the guy... <laughs> he ho- hoots. The guy he hoots, hoots to me. back. He's a hooter. <laughs> He's a hooter. He anyway. likes wings and clams. Nice and booted. No. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, so we're out here in the wilderness, and we are um, recording our episode of a strange thing with some guy yelling in the background. (laughs) Which is awesome. It is funny. And, you know, we're in a canyon. And for those of you who don't know what the Snake River Canyon is like, it is very deep. We're probably 500 feet below the the, uh, rim. And we're down here. It's very wide. And we've been fishing, we've been riding the motorcycles, we've been sitting by the fire, and it's been a constant drizzle. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not bad, though. It's like you don't get wet. By the time you hit a raindrop again, it's like you've already dried off from the previous one. It's true. <laughs> that guy again. He's whistling. Hurry. It's awesome. I hope, I hope it picks it up. This is pretty cool, actually. <laughs> but uh, we're going to talk a little bit tonight about strange stories... Yeah, about and, Bigfoot, and there's lights. He's shining lights against the canyon. <laughs> Pretty I crazy. Can hear that. Anyway, I was gonna write. so we're gonna try round two here tonight in the studio at my residence with the dogs barking and, away, and hopefully they'll bark enough times. So you'll get enough drinks. If you're playing our drinking game. Yep. And but if you
0: play responsibly. Yes. If you don't drink, pick up a Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew, water. and then switch to diet Mountain Dew because a stomach ulcer is a heck of a lot better than diabetes. Heck, go for coconut milk
1: or almond milk.
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah. You mm-hmm. could do or just regular milk if you're not a pansy.
1: We could do an Izzy. An Izzy. Yeah, it's like a drink. It's like got not as much sugar as I could like, a, like a- pepsi or a coca-cola or you could do like the most extreme
0: thing and just do bang energy drinks back to back
1: to back to back until you end up
0: on the wwf smackdown channel at four in the morning well it is
1: a strange (sighs) thing so maybe you want to do monsters anyway let's get back to our story yeah so Austin you're gonna lead off with the story that you tried to tell down there that ran into 53 minutes of uh, gibberish verbal diarrhea yeah and uh, see if you do better this time I'm timing you
0: So this one is a uh, story we got in from a writer person yeah a writer chronicler um his name is Ted Ted goes by Teddy or, TR uh, Theodore Roosevelt. <laughs> he wrote a book. I don't know if you know who he is. He was he was a president, the 26th
1: president. Yeah, yeah he was Something the like 26th that. president of the United States. Who would have thunk he had a story that yep. could be attributed to a Bigfoot encounter. Right.
0: So he wrote a book and it was published in 1893 called Wilderness Hunter and it is super good.
1: Wilderness Hunter.
0: This is Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt, Old Ted, the okay. boxing fighting Son of a gun, right. who established so, many of our states. So parks. Theodore Roosevelt wrote this book. Book. Yep, and the chapter twenty is where this particular story is, where he talks about. Um, he calls them. Uh, it's a story about goblins. Ooh. He calls them goblins, but the, are as they you, like
1: the are they like the uh, miniature dwarf cannibals that we've talked about in previous episodes? No, no, no. Oh, I don't no. want to. I don't want to do a spoiler. Okay, keep going. Keep going.
0: So. He calls them goblins and earlier in the book he mentions hobgoblins and a guide, a Native American guide won't go any further with him because of these hobgoblin stories that come around this lake. So where's the lake at? He, this particular story is off of uh, a fork of the salmon. Oh, so it could be in Idaho, Montana, Idaho, I would assume. Yeah, right on the, yeah, yeah. So he's up – this particular story is about a guy named Bauman. And Teddy Roosevelt isn't a part of the story, but this is the guy, Bauman, that tells him the story. Okay. All right. And Bauman – So
1: Theodore is recanting a story that was told to him
0: by Bauman. Something along the lines of, you know, he's hunted every game and trappers and mountaineering men aren't particularly superstitious folk, but – there are their stories and this is one story that stuck with teddy roosevelt because of the the way the guy's voice quivered and shook through certain parts of the story okay all right cool so he kind of prefaces the whole thing by saying that that these mountaineering men aren't superstitious but there are particular stories that you hear from native americans about and this is a quote from teddy roosevelt snow walkers Snowwalkers. Yeah, and, and goblins is something he mentions earlier, like I said. And uh, so he kind of writes it off as this guy's German and he's grew up with all these folklore, you know, type things. So he kind of writes it off, but he's like, it's stuck with me a little bit. I think his frame of mind's a little bit important. So he's trapping Beaver, this Bauman guy, with his partner off mm-hmm. the Salmon River. And they were a little bit hesitant to go to this particular area because a guy had been found dead there by two other trappers like the year before. He was just dead.
1: And so this would have been like what year? Well, if the book was published in
0: 1893, I mean this is like trapper so, frontiering. So days. 1880s, 1885, somewhere in there. I would assume. Yeah. Okay. He doesn't really give the date. Maybe he did, but didn't write a, it down. A
1: century story. ago, around a century ago.
0: So Bauman and uh, this other guy, they take two ponies and they leave them down in this uh, a beaver meadow and then hike a couple more miles because the terrain wasn't good, and they just park the ponies. They get to a spot, they set up their camps, they've got their, they made like a lean-to out of some brush and stuff, and it's really timbered area, so there's a lot of stuff to make shelter, and they hang up their packs, and they make a fire ring, and all, you know, kind of get their little camp set up, and Mm -hmm. then they go set their traps, and they get back,
1: and uh, their camp's destroyed like totally missed yeah like their bags are like thrown all over okay the story I'm going to tell after this one has a very similar thing but go ahead I've got another story this is a a common thing yeah yes and their lean-to
0: is you know like a lean-to shelter is all Mm -hmm. destroyed and dismantled gotcha and uh, Teddy Roosevelt has a uh, little quote he keeps repeating as this monster he's like through want and malice the animal had completely deconstructed their camp you know Mm. old timey speak yeah Wanton malice. So so they kind of put everything together. They make a fire that night. The uh, partner of Bauman takes a piece out of the fire, a little glowing ember. And he's walking down the road. He's like, this animal that came and took apart our tents was walking on two feet. Bipedal? Bipedal. And, And Bauman's like, meh, whatever, you're an idiot. But he kind of convinces him. They're like, well, that's weird, but let's just go to bed. So they go to bed. He's woken up, Bauman, in the middle of the night, that night. To, like rustling and stuff and a really bad smell. Outside of the tent, Outside of his tent. To or on. his lean-to. So, he kind of like comes to, you know, squinting and sees a shadow and just takes a shot.
1: Through the tent?
0: Well, out, of, out, th- out of the lean-to. I mean, he can oh, okay. see it. Right, it's, it's not, lean like, to, it's it's like, not a like a tent. sheltered it's a yeah. Gotcha. It's just a bunch of sticks. And I, I just picture his partner sound asleep. <laughs> and then... <laughs> 50 caliber musket goes off. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes! Anyway, uh, he takes a shot and he can hear it ran off. He doesn't think he hit it, but he can hear it (laughs) breaking through the trees and stuff. So the next morning, they wake up and they go to check their traps. They're a little weirded out. And he mentions that they, on an unspoken agreement, just stuck together. (laughs) You know, like two guys that are just scared and they're like huddling together the whole time. And they didn't catch anything in their traps, which is double bummer. So they get back to
1: camp. Camp's all screwed up again. Second time. Second totally, time in a row. Totally screwed up.
0: They kind of like start investigating what's going on, and they're by this river where the it's like sandy mm-hmm. riverbed type mm-hmm. uh, soil. Yeah. They can see the feet print are definitely bipedal. So they get there's prints there. Yeah, very obvious prints because of this riverbed that's kind of next to them. Mm-hmm. So they decide that they're gonna just keep the fire roaring all night, and they're gonna have they're gonna have a guy up all night long, you know, kind of on guard. And uh, they have a huge fire, and they said they can hear it sneaking around their camp. And they can hear, like, moaning.
1: I don't so know. So when they, hear, they moaning. hear the moaning, but did they hear, like, branches They could hear sticks breaking them. and stuff. Oh, yeah. Gotcha.
0: So you can hear the things, like, around them. And Gosh, in the that... book, it says it's on the other side of the river watching them. That's so terrifying. Yeah, that would be a little sketchy. So they wake up in the morning, and they're like, we're going to leave. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Something's weird. A guy died here last year. Just not feeling good about it's it. It's not worth it. So they go together again, unspoken agreement, gather up all their traps. And on the last two, it's kind of getting to be like noon, late afternoon. I don't. Know. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm going to go get these last three. You just go pack up camp. That way when I get back, we can just skedaddle. So they split up, and he goes, Bauman, goes and p- collects these last three beaver traps. It,
1: so they're just picking up their stuff so they can they're, get the heck out getting, of
0: them. They're there. getting out, yeah. Okay. And they stuck together all day. He's gonna grab the last three traps, and Bauman's partner is gonna oh, go pack up. So I can camp. see this
1: coming. So they're splitting up. Yeah, it's this right typical at the typical horror movie yeah.
0: setup, right? Duh. Okay. And uh, they they said the whole time they felt followed and and on edge. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they were like, "Well, it's kind of silly. Like we're mountain men. We killed everything. We've live. We live out here in the snow. Mm-hmm. So they kind of like talk themselves into splitting up." And he gets down to his last pond, and sure enough, the only time they catch beavers, he catches three beavers, all three three beavers in the and trap. And one of them actually, like, broke the trap free and got into its den, so mm-hmm. he had to kind of dig it out. He cleans the beavers, you know, gets his traps taken apart, takes care of the animals, and then walks back. So it's been a little while. And he notes in the book, on the way back, it was quiet. Like, too quiet, he couldn't even hear his own footprints. Eerly quiet. Like, he couldn't hear his feet hitting the pine needles, which...
1: You know, makes that noise every single time. So that's something that's really common you read about in, In like, Bigfoot Sasquatch stuff. So this is pre-Sasquatch and Bigfoot like we've come to know it since, like, Patterson. Patterson, yeah. Yeah. This is, like, predating that, but it's the same kind of stuff.
0: Okay, that's interesting. Similar story, which makes it that much cooler, right? right? That's worth following it away. Maybe this sparks some of that lore, right? Even though they call it a hobgoblin. Yeah, Teddy Roosevelt does. Yeah. So Bauman works his way back to the camp. It's not far, mile, a couple miles. And uh, he gets back to the camp and it's dead quiet. And he can see that the fire went out. There's just like blue smoke whirling in the air. At the camp. At the camp. Is and it all messed he, up he's, again? He's yelling at his friend. Something's messed up, but his friend's not replying. So he gets there and he can see that the bags are packed, gets up to the firing. His friend's like tipped off the log that they were sitting on uh-huh. and dead like dead like dead, dead. laying their dead just laying their dead all this rustled up stuff around him and it it says in the book like because of the way the dirt was you can see exactly what happened and it says after he you know set up his packs he sat down by the fire and the monster snuck up behind him pulled his neck back breaking his neck and then with four fangs bit into his neck so he actually yeah
1: so like grabbed him by the hair pulled his neck or back I opened. picture it like
0: you know, under Her the beard, under the jaw, jaw? yeah, like kind of like reached around over his head and then grabbed his jaw, and violently breaked his, break head, his back, head back and then bit him and bit the his neck and broke his neck after you know exposing that jugular and the trachea and all that. Oh my gosh! So it broke his neck and uh, bit him with four fang marks in his neck, and then it looks like it danced around and rolled along his body, and then snuck back into the woods. What do you mean danced around? He, like like uh, like a victory dance? Yeah, he or? says it looked like it. I wrote, like dance around, I don't think on Teddy on Roosevelt said. He like rolled on it. It, it looks like it rolled over a few times. That's just weird. So Bauman just got the F out. He only took his rifle. He left his him and his buddies packs, the beavers, everything. And he ran. And he booked it to the ponies, which I've been scared in the woods mm. and like on edge and you're just like, let's just get back to the camp. I can't see where I'm going. I just want to get back to my camp. It feels like it never comes. So I yeah. get that eerie like... I feel uncomfortable yeah. feeling and he gets back and then he gets on to the uh, ponies and takes off until he feels like he's safe. And in the book, Bauman left and abandoned everything, but his rifle saying that the monster was either half human or half devil.
1: The monster
0: was half human or half devil. Yeah. Either half human or half devil. Yeah. You know, that's so weird. Okay.
1: So, that's a really cool story. And it's old and it's by a Presidente. And before, you know, Bigfoot was a thing. Yeah. I mean... Bigfoot's always been a thing. You can go back thousands of years and you can read the legends of Native Americans and yep. well, all and over he, the world. And he mentions that. The Snow Walkers. Yeah. And other. Frost uh, Giants. Other elven kinds. things. Yes. Frost yeah. Giants. Nice. Yeah. No. Frost Giants are like uh, some of the Native American tribes have a Snow Giant or Frost Giant, which are cannibal giants. So does like Norse. Mythology. Yeah. Yeah. Which you just it's kind of like what we talked about. This stuff is everywhere. Yep. Every continent. And it all goes back to giants. It all goes back to weirdness. <laughs> (laughs) Strange things. It's a very strange thing. You know, now though, what's weird is Bigfoot, and we talked a little bit about this in our last episode, Bigfoot has this kind of fairy-like goodness, good-natured, happy. So there's like a contrast here. And that's one thing I really wanted to point out. On one hand, we have these these Bigfoot type of ideations, for lack of a better word, Mm -hmm. of this nice good giant creature that's all about tinder and bunnies and love and flowers yeah and you know he's the uh he's the mascot for oregon travel yeah and he's on all kinds of merchandise that people are selling on the internet he's this mm-hmm. nice creature benevolent that's he's the spirit of adventure good. yeah isn't that what i called him last yeah. time spirit yeah, yeah of adventure. exactly so that's one side and then the other side is this dark scary monster supernatural Angel. monster yeah that has some very, dare I say, nefarious oh boy. history. Yep. And this is one of the examples of that.
0: Yeah. Well, I like to think a lot of people talk about this about ghosts and all kinds of stuff. And it's like, uh, people are bad. I mean, mm-hmm. there's there's uh, Ted Bundy's. there's yes. There's Ed Kemper's. There's, you know, there's terrible people out
1: there. And that, what if they If you just looked at it, you'd think they were just fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. Until so- you find out they're cannibals. <laughs> Th- Murders and I'm cereals. saying
0: what if there's I mean there's also me and you who sit around and talk about nerdy things all the time so what if there's nice charitable Sasquatches and there's also Ed Camper Ted Bundy Sasquatches right. so let me jump
1: in there because I've been doing a lot of reading over the last couple of weeks about Bigfoot trying to indoctrinate myself on all the different stories and legends about Bigfoot mm-hmm. and one thing that I pulled out of this that's really fascinating is that a lot of real serious Bigfoot researchers believe there are basically tribes of Bigfoot Sasquatch people you'd assume things. so I mean like and some of them some of them are bad nefarious mm-hmm. some of them are good some of them are benign some of them just want to stay away from everything mm-hmm. and you know I never thought of it like that yep if these creatures exist some of them maybe have good manners some mm-hmm. of them are very diabolical. If you had to come up with a name for a group of Sasquatch, what would you call it?
0: A name for a group? Yeah, like a, a, f- a bunch of ravens or crows as a murder of crows. Or you could have like a flock of seagulls.
1: I get away.
0: Or you could have a pack of wolves. You could have a oh, herd see, of yeah. cows. You could have a, a school of Is fish. There,
1: Is there a name that people call a group of sasquatch? I don't know. I want to know what you would call it. I would probably call it something like a... I don't know. What? I'd go with pod. It sounds the most science fiction.
0: I like pod. Pod, pod of Sasquatch. <laughs> or how about Iraq? A rack? Iraq? A rack?
1: That sounds weird. You know, like you get a six pack. Pack. Yeah. I would go with pack if that's your logic. I don't know. It seems like it needs something more, more cool because big pod colony. Pods are like for like for stronghold.
0: Dolphins. A stronghold. Bushel of squatching. <laughs>
1: Bushwhacking,
0: bushwhacking. Ich bin ein bushwhacking. Bushwhacking.
1: Anyway, when you go get toilet paper, what do you call it? When you go get a bag? Yeah, package, crate. I don't know. If you have a good idea, send it into yeah. us. Yeah. Or if you know there's an actual name, maybe we'll coin a word for yeah. it. Like a murder of crows makes no sense, but I like that. Well, I don't know. Crows maybe are should, sketchy. You know, I could go murder a sasquatch. murder of sasquatch. A murder of sasquatch. Oh, what I would you? write that book. <gasps> Oh, I know scared face. I got it I got yeah. it a coven coven nice of squatch coven of squatch I can see a sticker with a squatch coven logo on there's it there's
0: probably some biologist or something like actually because of the primate nature of the animal we would yeah. like to you know
1: <laughs> yeah, bipedal yeah. it's a herd
0: it's a herd <laughs> it, what do we call monkeys
1: <laughs> a troop.
0: A troop. A troop? I think so. Troop, troop of squatch. Of troop of Squatch. That's why they're knocking on woods. It's actually like a battle drum. They're yeah. troops marching yeah. into
1: battle. Well, you know what's weird about, okay, Sasquatch. And now we're talking about maybe there are different tribes of Sasquatches. Mm-hmm. Some of them good. I mean, like if you look at like the different tribes of Native American Indians, I mean, they all have different kinds of reputations. Some were known take, as warriors. Some were known as very, you know, hospitable. Some take of Take anything like religion, like Christian. Well, yeah. Yeah, totally. You know,
0: There's terrible groups of culty people who are killing and raping Mm -hmm. and being terrible. And then there's charitable kind. And then Mm -hmm. there's middle of the road, normal
1: ding dongs. There's all kinds Mm -hmm. of people. Well, that being said, one of the statistics that I found, and we'll go over this more in in future episodes, they were talking about people that go missing in national parks Mm -hmm. or out camping in, you know, national forests. And The highest incidence of Bigfoot and Sasquatch sightings coincide with the highest number of people that go missing in those areas. Right. Never to be found. So a lot of people are trying to make the connection that, oh yeah. Not only do they scare or terrify people that are out camping. They grab them. But when opportunity knocks and if (laughs) there's somebody out there alone or there's something that's within easy reach or easy grasp. Dior. They could be disappeared. Yep. You don't find like bodies. Usually for these people, you don't find bones. You don't Mm -hmm. find anything. They just are gone. Yeah, it's pretty sketchy. So that, that kind of weirds me out a little bit about, you know, going out and trying to find a Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to find one. I want to find one. Okay, maybe you I know, do. What's the, you die, you die, right? You die, you die. At least you have a story. You know, it's kind of like you see these people going out to like, uh, uh, you know, some national park where there's buffalo like the Grand Canyon mm-hmm. area or something. Yellowstone. And they go down there and then they uh, they run out, try pet to it. pet a buffalo, yeah. and then it gored. Booted. Yeah. 15 feet in the air and they're like, oh, that's a man of muscle. To death of like if it's a moose or something. Yep. And moose it's the same scary. kind of thing. People do dumb things because oh, yeah, they out of lack of knowledge. I don't want to be that guy. I, I don't mind going out and looking, but I want to be prepared, you know? And at least if, if he gets me, I hope somebody's got it on tape. Yep so that it's documented and that it's not blurry that it's in sharpness it's that old walking hunting uh adage
0: yeah yep walk softly and carry a a sharp stick a sharp stick
1: (laughs) (laughs) or a (laughs) boomstick boomstick there you go yeah so anyway that's a fascinating story
0: i love that story and i love that whole book is super good i would listen to
1: it probably won't once a year. It's funny you say that book is super good. I'd listen to it. because Yeah, right. Because <laughs> you listen to it on Audible, Audible. or something. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Today's yeah. episode brought to you by Audible. Audible, so, your place for a monthly subscription, one book a month, for free.
1: So what a perfect segue. Because I have been listening to Audible. Nice. I found a uh, a book about people's encounters with Bigfoot. And last night I stayed up and listened to a story, And in many ways, it mirrored Theodore Roosevelt's story Is that he really? talked about. Yeah. So this guy goes to his friend's house. And I'm going to really cut this short. Can but, you give me an era? Um, this was like uh, maybe 20 years ago. Okay. Yeah. So like 2000s. Yeah. So this guy, ex-military guy, he goes with one of his military friends. And they give go out. Name. Yeah. They're like, uh, let's call him Bob and Tom. Bob and Tom.
0: Bob and Tom. <laughs> Bob. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So they end up, Bob goes to Tom's house who has, you know, a ranch or some kind of homestead out on the edge of a big forest. Mm -hmm. And this is around, I mean, this is outside of New York. So I don't know where it's at. Maybe it's Pennsylvania or somewhere. I, I wish I could remember. Okay. Um Pennsylvania sounds. But right. so they go they go to this Bob's house and Tom goes and Tom's kind of a city slicker and Bob's kind of a, a countryman. Mm-hmm. And they go out there and they spend time out on the old homestead. Mm-hmm. And they decide they're gonna go in and fish and hunt deep into the forest.
0: Yep. And I've been there, the east. Yeah. Pennsylvania. Crazy thick, area.
1: Crazy thick yeah,
0: foilage. Foilage, foliage. Foliage. <laughs> foliage. Foliage, yeah. <laughs> I've seen
1: black bears all over. That's the first time I saw a wild black bear was in Pennsylvania. Yeah. So what's really funny is so the the guy, Bob, we're it's calling him Bob, has a pickup truck. And I don't remember the year. I think it was like, you know, it was a big Ford if I remember yeah, right. It's a breakdown. Um big full ton truck. Mm-hmm. And he had souped it up and jacked it up and they called it Littlefoot kind of like the, the yeah. bigfoot yeah bigfoot monster truck right exactly so it was almost a monster truck tom described it as nice and so they had like these special billet kind of steps that you had to step up in to get inside this thing mm-hmm. but anyway they loaded it up with they took a few firearms they took some fishing some poles and stuff gats. and they went out on some crazy forest roads they had to cut branches out of it and use the winch on it to pull things off the road so mm. they could get through. And they ended up going way back Fun. into this, you know, really forested area. To hang out with them. Yeah. Yeah. They were having, and they had beer, they had food, you know, they're going to stay a couple nights head of tent. So they set up camp. And uh, the first night, they decided, hey, we got enough time. Let's go down and we'll do a little fishing down by the river. Mm-hmm. So they walk down there and they're fishing. You know, it's a long journey. Tom says that he's a city slicker, so he wasn't used to it. He was exhausted by the time he got there. And they're out there waiting around in this river fishing. And the the river was like... You know, maybe thirty feet wide. It wasn't really deep. It wasn't like mm-hmm. a big, massive river like the Snake River where we were at. Yeah. But there was so much foliage that they to fish, they couldn't really use their fly rods. They were just kind of flicking it out a little bit yeah. because there was too much overhang mm-hmm. with all the branches. And while they're out there, they started hearing some noises. And they got looking around Night. and like. Yeah, crunchy Breaking noises noise. and stuff. Yep. And they smelled some weird smells, mm. you know. Bob, and a and burrito. It, they were a little weirded out, both Tom and Bob. They were a little frustrated and a little weird mm-hmm. about what was going on. So they kept kind of getting closer and closer together oh, in the stream just nice. because they they felt exposed. Love. Finally, they heard some noises and thought they saw something moving through the the brush on the other side of the river, staring at them and looking at them. Mm-hmm. So they, one of them had a shotgun. One of them had a forty-four Magnum that they called Harry 44 Magnum 44 Magnum most powerful handgun in the world So they run back to their camp and when they get to the camp the camp is all messed up Well it's not horrible they they set it back up they thought maybe you know uh you know something went through a bear or something and kind of messed yeah. things up and they had tied meat and some other things way up in the tree all their mm-hmm. They'd hoisted it up over a tree branch and All got the it food, up, probably yeah, yeah. so that a bear wouldn't get it. But anyway, they figured a bear had got there and they thought maybe that's what it was down by the river. Mm-hmm. Well, that night they were in the tent. It was like a full moon or something. And they heard a bunch of crunching and loud noises and it smelled something terrible. <laughs> and Tom had kind of drifted off to sleep and was asleep when all of a sudden he woke up with a start. He just felt like something was watching him. Mm-hmm. And they could see a shadow of something standing over the tent looking inside. And then terrible growls and, and stuff. So right. Bob grabbed his forty four and fired three times through the tent at this thing. Jeez. And Tom said he was afraid it was some guy messing around. You know, maybe they killed somebody. Yeah. They got up. They couldn't find any blood or anything. They found some prints that looked really weird, but the ground was pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And so they couldn't really tell what it was. Yeah. So they go back again down to fish at this lake. Brave. It wasn't as far away as the river. Mm-hmm. And they fish for a while and they catch a few fish and stuff. They're just having a good time. And then everything went deathly silent. Abnormally quiet crazy no noise everything just weird and they said their hair on their you know the back of their neck stood up and their arms it was erect and so they they decided they're going to get the heck out of there yeah so they went running back to the campsite and when they get there something was totally wrong everything was shredded the tent was torn up They had, like, a big, huge cooler, like a big, huge white cooler like I have that, you know, that holds, like, 80 gallons or whatever it is. The Coleman 120. Yeah. And it was smashed. It was flattened like a pancake, the guy said. Crazy. Somehow the food out of the tree was ripped down. The branch came off with it. Broken. Crazy. And the weirdest thing was the truck was totally messed up. It was like something had ran into the side and smashed in the whole side. Oh, crazy. And then the other side was smashed. The tailgate, it had, I guess, like a like a cover on it. That was smashed and torn up. Everything inside was torn up. The windows were broken out. <laughs> and it was like it something had gone through and just totally destroyed this thing. They were so freaked out. They threw everything they could in the back of this messed up truck. Fortunately, it said they started and they got down the mountain and got to the main road to go back to the homestead. And as they were going, um, they passed a, a sheriff's deputy. And they pulled over. The sheriff's deputy came up and said, what happened to what your truck? What happened to you, man? Yeah. yeah. What happened to your truck? And they're like, we don't know. There was something that, up in the woods that did it. And then the sheriff deputy said, you know, we've had reports for the last 60 years. Where is this at? Of this kind of thing. Let's I think it's to... outside of Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. That's right. Pennsylvania. Yeah. So I mean, but it's the same kind of thing. Story you said, nobody ended up dead. It sounds super similar. Yeah, but like, I mean, it was the same kind of stuff. The camp being shredded, and that's mm-hmm. something I found in a lot of the things I've read. of aggressive behavior. Yeah, yeah. Even if they don't kill the people or beat up the people, people break my it tears small everything small up.
0: face tent or whatever.
1: Yeah, they tear it up. Jerk. Something tears it up, and people nice. believe it's a Bigfoot. Okay, I'll believe it. That's my story.
0: That's a good story. It is crazy how similar it was. Yeah. I'm wondering two things. Why didn't they camp
1: closer to the water? I mean, that's... I think from what I... Maybe I didn't tell right, but they camped close to the lake oh okay gotcha but the river where they were going to go do some fly fishing that had uh, supposedly a, lot a little of bit trout, better fishing yeah okay they they went down there gotcha. which was a, a further walk and the one thing and this kind of fits that pennsylvania kind of foliage that we were talking about mm-hmm. they as they got closer to the river it got more and more dense oh yeah and so like Always to get does. like the last hundred yards they had to just like totally bushwhack through everything yeah, yeah totally in there. This story was actually told on Coast to Coast AM with uh, George Norrie and a lot of these stories were. Right. But I'll put links to it if I can find them. Perfect. He's insane up there. Should I do my noise again? Yeah, I do it. One time. In that way. Austin's gonna blow his horn one more time the opposite direction. He
0: dropped it. I dropped it in the dirt. It's gonna be all icky in my mouthy. <laughs> <laughs> is he this way? Yeah, I don't think so. Ooh,
1: that's a beautiful color. Oh, that's really cool. Look at that color. Take a picture of it. You, you can't, I can't. <laughs> I'm gonna take a picture of it right now and while I'm recording. That's okay. I think I can do both. I'm recording and I'm taking a picture of what I'm seeing right now, which is really awesome. I put my phone oh, Austin put his phone underneath the bottle of whiskey. Oh, oh that's a beaut. Look <laughs> at that picture. <laughs> that's pretty sweet. you should post that with their their name on it. Yeah. Anyway, we're uh I'll in. just leave it like this is a halftime. You know, we're just kind of uh, sitting here by the fire, but we're drinking some scotch. And it's blended <coughs> Oh jeez, you scared me. What was that? And that was Austin. So, Austin is drinking. (laughs) There's all kinds of weird noises out here. (laughs) Mommy, help me. All right. Let's get back to our story. (laughs) Although, I kind of like that there. We'll just leave it on there.
0: My next one is a doozy. I don't know if you want to grab like a tinfoil hat or just... It's it's a little out there. So,
1: are, are you sure this is 100% real? This is a pretty well-known story. Okay. When did this happen? A long time ago. Like in the 50s? 40s? Like in
0: 1924 or something. Is this the minor story? Minor, yes. So, I'm going to really summarize this one because if we go in the play-by-play. Yeah. But it was published in a, I believe it actually was a New York... Newspaper? Newspaper. Hmm. I might be wrong. But near Canada.
1: It's a good thing we're very, very, you know, uh, studious. Studious? Studious? Studious. Studi- no. studious. studious in our fact-finding capabilities. We could just make up crap and say, yeah. you know, I heard there's someplace. We can make could up some make doobies. A, oh, god. gosh. Some we doobies? You,
0: y'all. <laughs> no, do- not doobies. Do- 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 duties. Do- we should. Come on, Don. I'm some doobies. Oh, now You know what
1: we should do hmm? is we should do a podcast where we, we make up a story about Bigfoot and then we tell real stories and, and then we tell made up stories it. and then we'll see if people can guess which one's the fake story <laughs>
0: <laughs> this story is it's a pretty famous story and it was published in a newspaper I think I want to say it was in New York but I want to in my head that's the wrong coast line for Canada
1: meeting I thought you US. wrote all these stories out
0: I did and then I summarized them and a lot of my good content got just but I can tell you I don't know where the Toba Inlet is Toba Toba T-O-B-A I would assume so
1: hey Google <laughs> hey.
0: <laughs> hey Google where's the Toba Inlet Toba Inlet, Powell River, A, B.C., Canada, 603 miles away. British Columbia. Okay. So I'm not 100% sure which newspaper this came out in, but I know that it happened around British Columbia near the Toba Inlet.
1: You know a year about which? Mm, I want to say 1924. Okay. That works. 1924 at the Toba Inlet. Yep. By British Columbia.
0: So this is uh, a story given to a newspaper by a man named Albert Ostman. And he held on to it for most of his life. And then like, kind of like towards his later years when he was kind of fading out, he finally produced a story for the newspaper.
1: He told a story to it, And it journalist. sounded
0: like people knew about the story and he told it to people, but he didn't tell it to the journalist. Until it wasn't yet. documented. Until- yeah.
1: Okay. Gotcha.
0: And so this Albert Ostman guy was kind of a woodsman he was a contractor construction worker kind of a handyman pioneering you know gritty man's man like mm-hmm. a lot of these teddy roosevelt fellas yeah you know and so he kind of hears about this mine in british columbia at the toba inlet and you know you follow the where the inlet is and you follow that river and you finally get to this spot where there's supposedly tons of gold and people are having lots of success okay So, there's this kind of gold rush. So, he goes into, I don't remember the name of the town, but a a local Canadian town and hires this Native American fella, salty old crotchety dude, and kind of uses him as a guide, you know, to get him up to the Toba Inlet where he can kind of make his way bushwhacking from there. So, they go up into Canada. They're looking for this mine. They're looking for this Toba Inlet. And the guy's telling them stories about these monsters and these ghouls and... These beasts that live out there, the Sasquatch. Mm -hmm. So they finally get up to their spot. And Albert Ostman, they've been surviving off the land the whole way up there. So they shoot a deer here and there. Finally, they get to this spot. The Native American's like, this is where I leave. I'll send a boat back to this inlet in three weeks. Okay. And so they split up. So Albert Ostman takes off. He's kind of like looking for a next place to camp. So he sets up camp one night. On one side, there's an out, uh, kind of a rock wall where he's going to get some wind shelter. And he kind of like wedges sticks in there to hang his backpack on. Uh-huh. So he's kind of making a nice camp. And he goes out looking for some deer because they're kind of living off the lammy. I mean, they, they don't have f- enough food to get through the whole mm-hmm. time. He goes off hunting, comes back. And he notices his backpack's been kind of like rummaged through. Weird. And his, it's upside down, hung up. Okay. And he's like kind of weirded out, but he's like, you know, maybe I hung it up and then like porcupines will like come in and kind of get Tipped into stuff or and,
1: something,
0: and you know, like maybe it, it was biting at the zipper and that's why the stuff fell out. So he's kind of like applying logic to all these things. So he goes to bed a little bit later, he gets sacked. Like the sleeping bag that he was in is is grabbed at the top and he's pushed down to the bottom. And then it's thrown over what he calls a horse's back. So it's like they threw it over a horse. And he's in, inside. And he's inside this bag. So, you know, kind of flopping uh, around. People talk about how grizzly bears call it, think you're just a burrito when you're in a sleeping bag in a tent. Yeah. This this was basically like the, the like, pita or calzone version. So he didn't know what it was. He yeah. thought, you know, it could have been... He thought some dude might have, like, a couple of fellas might have grabbed him and thrown him in. And he'd been sleeping with his rifle because of the kind of weird stuff he'd shoot the porcupine that's been So the rifle was shit. in the bag with him. Yeah, the rifle's in his bag. It's got some other stuff kind of bouncing around his bag. And he can hear, like, his other belongings clanking around, like, his cans of goods, like canned foods. Clank, 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 clank. Like, Mess kit, whatever. Yeah, as they're, as they're making their way wherever. And he's so, in there for quite a while. So, whatever it is, is taking him and his stuff away. Yeah. But if you can imagine, let's say he's 200 pounds. But even all that weight in the bottom of a bag, everything's probably all scrunched up. Mm-hmm. So, he can feel like they're going downhill. And he's starting to feel like he's not on a horse so much. You know? Like, because he's getting drugged down. Like, when it's a steep it's downhill. He's hitting the ground, like hitting in the ground yeah, okay. here and bouncing yeah. up there and hitting a tree. So... And they finally get to this spot, and he gets let down. And his legs are numb, and it's been hours. He's been in this spag, and he gets out. His legs are numb. There's nothing around him, really. And he's kind of freaking out. Kind of comes to, gets his bearings, gets his feet, the blood back in his feet and stuff. Did they pull his rifle out and stuff? I'm sure he did. He would, right? right. And uh, he kind of gets an idea of his surroundings. He's. Can kind of sense that there's something around him. He can see these figures and stuff. He's like, what do you want? There's nothing going on. Long story short, he comes to find out that he's been kidnapped by a, what seems like the male, the alpha
1: male. Like a family, but of the this male?
0: family of four Sasquatch. And he describes it as a male, a female, older, and a young boy, Sasquatch, like pubescent, adolescent, you know, like a Weird. lanky, acne-ridden boy and a young girl. How come I've never heard this story before? I don't know. It's pretty famous. Okay. I've heard it a few times. So, he kind of begins a relationship with these kids and, and he
1: talks about how the uh, Sasquatch kids? Like, when you say begins a relationship, is that like, like that night or like has he been there for a while? He's, he's, he's there for a while. Few, I think like six nights, five nights. Okay, so... Okay. So he's like, basically... So he, basically he's been taken hostage and he's making f- friends with his hostage takers. Yeah, but here's the funny part. He talks about how it seems like
0: the, the father figure is justifying to the mother why he brought this thing back. It was like, and then
1: it's like, so if you take it serious, maybe it was something that he wasn't supposed to do or something. Yeah, he's like, I don't know. I freaked out. I thought it was something rule. I grabbed it. Yeah. Sasquatch broke a rule, brought a human back to camp.
0: And I just picture her with her hand on her hip, you know, like, (laughs) what the hell did you just do? He's like, girl, don't even right now. You know, they're having, like, this conversation, and these two kids, the teenage male and the younger girl, are just kind of watching. And throughout these five How nights... How could he tell they were male or female? I'm assuming if they're similar to the... Uh, have you ever seen an orangutan? Okay, so you're saying that they... You can I'm see assuming the uh, the
1: their the, parts the anatomically... Their bits. Anatomical bits. Um, ...very obvious of the situation. Okay, because most of the stories that I hear... They're androgynous. He spent five days with them. Okay, so he got up close and personal. Yeah, he was... He His bag's there. I know how he could tell. Okay. He looked at the Squatch Crotch. Squatch... <laughs> nice. Okay, keep going.
0: Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Squatch Crotch. Nice. <laughs> so, his bag's there and some of his belongings. And he actually goes and finds some water at one point. And he makes some... Uh, he uses his soup and, and he makes like a ladle to scoop water out of the... And uh, the the two younger kid sasquatches think it's cool, so he makes one for them. And they, they kind of develop this relationship. Yeah, it's like they're nice, they're yeah. being friends. And, yeah. and the kids are kind of in charge of watching the guy. And he's planning the whole time, like, how am I going to get out of here? I can't live with these monsters in the woods and he's got a gun but he's like i don't know how fast i can shoot i mean these things are bigger than i am and clearly it can carry me miles and miles away long story short the younger boy one sees him using chewing tobacco (laughs) you know like (laughs) cha the old the old uh
1: is this a real story it's a real story
0: every story is real if you've heard it um and he gives it to the boy the boy i imagine a sniffs it brings it to the dad the dad puts it in his mouth and kind of likes it so he develops this plan he can't shoot him and he tries to actually like just walk out at one point and he says that the monster stops him with his hand out like kind of a don't go a generic stop figure like mm-hmm. hands up and says in the story i read suka like suka suka
1: suka suka
0: yeah seems odd right so he develops this plan, because he can't just leave, and he can't shoot them all because they're giant monsters. So he gives the boy, and he's like exaggerating, he takes some a, a, a lipper, the old upper decker. Two, yeah. You know? And he he's like, mmm, and really just... Exaggerating his pleasure, he's getting from. This.
1: Is this a true story? It's a true story. Okay, keep going. I've heard it a few times, so I mean, right. more than once, it's All true. Right. I just know sometimes you do that. <laughs> oh, I just made it up.
0: <laughs> so, long story short, he gets the dad monkey monster buzzing really hard till he's sick. The dad. Yeah, I don't know. So he eats too much chow. Yeah, he just probably gutting it, swallowing he's just, it. Yeah. Oh,
1: right. He
0: gets sick All kinds of noises okay. in his tummy And he makes his escape He gets away So he's kidnapped by this monster family of four Lives with them for five days And then escapes via chewing tobacco He's <laughs> he chewing tobacco to yep. get him sick that Isn't that the most ridiculous really thing? Albert Ostman in British Columbia That's so, the most Canadian thing so, Yeah it is, be like, very Canadian <laughs> the, so, the monkeys were like I'm sorry dear uh, man Uh we don't want you out there getting sick or nothing. So we decided we'd bring you back to where we yeah, live here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, uh, or yeah. yeah. they were like, oh, ho, ho,
1: ho. Whoa, they're French. <laughs> I'm a French Canadian. Mm. Oh,
0: they're the Copenhagen.
1: Okay. So I'm, I'm trying to pull out something, a, a good nugget that isn't quite <laughs> good so weird.
0: Because Silver so, Ostman didn't find no nuggets.
1: So what's the Squatch Crotch. But he did find nuggets. Four. Well. Yeah, yeah. Two times two. Nuggets. Okay. I'm not going there. But anyway, so the things I can pull out are this story has very benign Sasquatch characters. And weak. Yeah. yeah. They're thoughtful. They have a family patriarchal kind of system. A nuclear family a structure. A nuclear family. Yeah. they That looks out for each other. They live homogeneously with each mm-hmm. other. And this human that is kind of collected almost like a wild animal, yeah, like a pet, like, like a, a pet, yeah, is taken in with them, and then he escapes. Mm-hmm. That's really kind of weird. That's that's a unique story. Most Bigfoot stories have something, you know, where it's just like your first story, mm-hmm. where it's scary, or it never gets that far. It's just or it becomes. You know, we see this thing. And let's get the and heck out of guides. Dodge. Which we probably won't tell those stories in this episode, but there are those as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very creepy. Yeah. So to just to button this story up. So he gets away, he kind of keeps this to himself, maybe tells a few people, but then later in life, before he dies, he tells the story to a journalist who writes it up. Yeah. And did he call it anything, do you remember? Did he call them Sasquatches or goblins? or? I,
0: I, I want to say that the guide called him a Sasquatch. The guide called him a Sasquatch. So he had this already
1: kind of like preconceived idea of what these monsters were. So when he got away, then he went back down and was picked up by that native mm-hmm. guide that Took him back to... Yeah. Okay.
0: I think he made his way to the shoreline and, and found a, a way back. I mean, Albert ostman Just Google that. It'll, okay. it'll be, I mean, tons and tons. You and can can I'll put a couple the, links on our website,
1: too. You can it's find it's the newspaper article. And tells the story. From like 19-something. That's something, crazy. 50-something when he like died. or So if I was going to condense that down, I'd say man goes on gold hunt to find gold and riches Yeah, in British Columbia, Canada. Gets abducted not- by family of Bigfoot, mm-hmm. carried away in sleeping bag over shoulder <laughs> for hours. Yeah, dumped on ground, made friends with young Bigfoot baby kids, mm-hmm. becomes family pet. Uses a package of chewing tobacco yep. to make the, maybe several the Big Daddy Sasquatch sick, and uses the opportunity to. Escape and find his way back to civilization. I do it old timey.
0: <laughs> News just in. Man abducted by Sasquatch, kept in sleeping bag for several days, finds his way out by snuffing out the deck. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there you go.
0: <laughs> cool. Yeah, I like that story. It's a goofy one. It's hard. That's yeah. why I was prefacing. I. Tinfoil hats. Get everything. Get everything ready. Protect you from
1: this babble. So, our next episode, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the Native American stories that are probably talking about Bigfoot before Bigfoot was a thing. Mm -hmm. And so, we'll talk about those. Do you have any other more modern stories, kind of like these that are that are kind of you know? You hear a lot of like stories on different kinds of podcasts or or even you know documentaries about people who've ran into a Bigfoot or what they thought was a Bigfoot. But these are these stories that we're telling are a little more you'd call them type A encounters. Do you have any more encounters? I stories I have that one you've... more story.
0: Okay. It was sent in by a guy named Craig. That's all I got.
1: Craig. And you sent it in through our website? Just yeah, just a private message on Facebook. Oh, to you. Okay. Yeah.
0: Right. Old old Craig. The, the Craig I got
1: I've got nothing. If you've got a story, please send it to us. Right. My story at I'll send you swag. Okay.
0: So Craig's talking about he's in the like Seattle area, uh, like uh, La Conner. I've actually been there, which is kind of weird. La Conner, It's like a town outside of Seattle. So he's up with some friends at this cabin, and there's kind of this uh, little uh, what do you call them? when there's like a, a almost like a lake, but it's part of the ocean, like a inlet, like an inlet. And, and in the pool. in the middle of this is like this um this island. So, Craig and like some friends, I want to say like his best friend and his girlfriend. On Inlet Island. (laughs) Is
1: that right? An island. An inland inland island, yes. An inlet island. So, inlet,
0: and then in the middle, when the tide goes down, especially, there's like kind of like a patch of trees, and like you can walk over to this kind of thing. So, the tide goes down. And they make their way across to this Oh, like a land bridge when the tide's low? Yeah, but like halfway there, the tide kind of starts coming up. And they're they're like, we got to get back more to this island or we got to turn around. And they... They're kind of like, well, let's just get to the island because we can't turn around. It's kind of like soupy and muddy already. Mm-hmm. And like this mucky water is kind of a panicking situation. So they end up
1: going to the island rather than back to shore on the inland.
0: Uh, yeah. In my mind, they're closer to the island than they are okay. to the inland. They're like, let's just get
1: here. And okay. We... So so what you're saying is they get trapped on the island. Yeah. But, I mean, it's a When the tide island. comes
0: in. I mean, we're talking like 30 trees and the bushes and like a trail from people that do this regularly. Right. Okay. So they get on the island... But on the other side of the island, going towards the other side of this little inlet. inlet, is like a much better, rockier way to get to the mainland, right? So there's a
1: couple uh, land bridges when the tide's low that yeah, they can get Yeah, And, onto and, and on this okay.
0: particular side, it's muddy where their cabin is. And on the other side, where there's another cabin is. So.
1: Rock land bridge versus
0: mud land bridge. Yeah, so they yeah. make their way across on the rock land bridge. They get out, and
1: it's kind of like a, oh, oh no,
0: oh, no. And so then, they
1: go to the island, go around to the island, and then they go on the other side back to the mainland? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. From their perspective, initially it's the end of the world.
0: The other perspective is now we have to walk around this like kind of lakey inlet. To get back back to to our cabin, and there's another cabin on the other side. It's like a whole little community. All right. So they get there. They're kind of in the off season, like the late fall. Uh And uh, they get there, and the the cabin on the other side's like pretty banged up. It's got like the windows blown out, and like the doors kind of like ajar but not open. I'm,
1: um, I'm, I guess I missed the <laughs> opening part where you said where... The, okay, so they're so,
0: staying at cabin A.
1: Okay, and cabin B is on the other side, on the other on the, side of the Rockland Bridge, on yeah. the other side of the island. Yeah, it's on the other, on the other side. the other side of the inlet. Yeah. Okay. As far as I can I'm right. just trying to draw the geographic picture of this
0: thing. Yeah. Okay. So they get to this other side, and he's a little bit kind of weird, and they said it, it was like somebody had been, like, squatting there or something. And I'm assuming it's like later afternoon and they, they have to kinda of make their way back around the whole inlet right back to their because cabin. Because the mud bridge is yeah, water covered or whatever. And cross a little creek or whatever that goes in there and mm-hmm. they start making their way over and the second cabin they come across is all busted in. No, still not their cabin. No. Their cabin's several cabins. Okay. Is what it sounds like right. And so they're like, Well, this is getting kinda of creepy. We're up here by ourselves and he says it like smelled bad and there was like stuff on the floor like something had been like using the restaurant on the floor and stuff so they're kind of like weirded out like this is gross and they're kind of like wondering when we get home we might need to leave so they start kind of hustling and they're getting this feeling of being watched and followed and again that quiet eerie feeling right the fourth cabin is open like wide open like the garage doors up
1: the doors open and the
0: doors open and it's like demolished like the stuff inside like the kayaks are on the floor like tipped over and there's stuff kind of coming out of the driveway like boxes and stuff sounds like riots or something going on. kind of yeah so they kind of go up to this cabin because it seems like people were there and there's like uh lights are on and it's just too eerie they kind of like go in hello you know is everything okay and the garage door, where they just went in, shuts behind them. (laughs) They're trying to open it and they can feel the tension of something behind them holding the door shut. They run around and they can hear the somethings following them with like hoops and hollers. And they're running and it's... but they can hear stuff moving alongside them. (laughs) Breaking through the trees. So they're kind of like frantically scattered running down the road and they get away, turn around, and they realize that the girl is missing his girlfriend
1: how could they wet? so they like freaked out ran away and
0: left without her I guess so so they kinda like go back they're calling out her name back to the yeah. back to the shack or whatever and they get back there and she's on the back porch sitting down okay. and she's got a root beer float in her hand what yeah she's got a root beer float A&W root beer float the big A&W mug a frosty
1: mug yeah
0: and they're like what's happening and she's like very quiet still and they look up and above her standing in the doorway is a sasquatch with a flower apron on
1: <laughs> no
0: yeah <laughs> are you crapping me I'm crapping you yeah.
1: <laughs> why would you say that story such <laughs> I you're, you're a
0: jerkwad <laughs> You're just a jerk. Wow. I was really struggling. You were asking too many questions. <laughs> I had to find the line between making a story up and pretending like I heard a story that, and I'm making it up right oh now. Oh my gosh. And I finally... You
1: just ruined floor. my whole night. I mean, the, he, I'm like, what, what's believe. going on? And then you get to the root beer float and then like, <laughs> this that doesn't big make old, any sense. let down. totally let down. Total let down. Sasquatch with oh, the beer float. Well there are plenty of real Sasquatch stories. We don't need to make up Squatch. We don't need to make <laughs> Squatch up. Oh gosh. Well, you know, on that note we should we should uh, extricate ourselves from this episode. And we just wanted to give a few stories Okay, well, I guess we did three because the fourth one was not legit. It was nonsense. And uh, yeah, it was nonsense. Next episode, I want to tell some Native American stories because they're really fascinating. And then I'm hoping I get some information back from a few people. I've asked some questions, I've sent out some questionnaires to a few people that have had experiences or encounters with Bigfoot. And I'm asking questions about, you know, when is their first recollection of Bigfoot? Nice. And what do they believe about Bigfoot? Do they believe he's real? And then what are their encounters? What, what do they explain those things with? There's a lot of stories out there about people that are like out on the fringe. But the people I'm talking to are just normal people that have everyday kind of thoughts about Bigfoot. I want to throw those out there to basically establish a baseline. Right. You know, what normal everyday people think about Bigfoot. And then we're yeah. going to go more extreme from that. Make some categories. Is he mythical? Is he
0: biological? Mm -hmm. Is he supernatural? Or is he, you know,
1: demonic? What is he? Or ancient? Yeah. Yeah. And then the other thing we're going to do, we're going to talk a little bit about the different categories of sightings. Because mm. there's That's a important. ranking system, ranging and all the way from class A to root beer float, whatever it is. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna spell those out so that if you have had or will have or ever have a Sasquatch encounter or Bigfoot encounter or a whatever it is encounter. encounter, then you will know how to quantify that and share it with other people. And if you do, we want to be the people you share that with. Yeah, we
0: have a fun time we you know, do we we're, we don't like to make fun of people's stories obviously i mean the albert osman one if you're feeding a uh, monkey chewing, chewing tobacco, tobacco to yeah. get away i'd like to hear the story yeah but i might i might think it's pretty insane i think it's a I little, little
1: if, a little if, bit if, contrived maybe like I were, your story
0: <laughs> rear float squatch mm. if i were abducted by sasquatches and I had heard this story. I mean, it could save your life someday. <laughs> it could. If All I had was like a cigar yeah. in my backpack, and I just munched it up and gave it to him, and he got sick to his stomach. And then while he's dry heaving, I could take off. Nice. I mean, that's resourceful. It Mr. is resourceful. So we're we're all afraid to send us stories. That's
1: right. And also, we're going to start poking at a few different things that turn us from, you know, this kind of lighthearted banter to some things that maybe are a little more scary and things are a little more maybe uh, nefarious and that's one thing I think it's also wise if these things do exist to treat them with a little bit of caution mm-hmm. because if they do and any of these stories are real then it could be kind of dangerous it could be a little bit scary spooky and having good knowledge without being too naive is probably very wise. Yep. So we're gonna try to give you wisdom. If you're heading out to the woods, folks, bring some iron.
0: And like I said, walk softly and carry a sharp stick. Bang stick. (laughs) Boom stick. Boom stick. Hey, it's almost Halloween. It is. Hopefully, you listen to this episode and your Halloween will be a little Halloweener.
1: Yeah, if you're going around, make sure that that Sasquatch yeah. costume is actually a costume. And don't just wear your costume masks, but wear your COVID masks. Yes.
0: So, join us next time for some cold drinks and some strange conversations. Absolutely. And happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Woo!
1: taters, taters.